0: Well, here we are once again keeping our weekly date with Dr. Watson. Good evening, Doctor.
1: Good evening, Mr. Bartell. Come in and join me.
0: As you see, the puppies have been keeping your chair warm for you. Here, <laughs> shove them off. No, nah, Doctor, I don't want to disturb them. They look much too comfortable. I'll sit over here, thanks.
1: There's tobacco in the jar beside you, cigarettes in the box, and some excellent pot on the sideboard, so make yourself at home.
0: Thanks, Doctor. Are you all ready with tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure?
1: Yes, Mr. Bartell, though I'm afraid after all these years it's going to be a little hard for me to recapture for
0: you the spirit of the story. Last week you told us that a band of gypsies played a prominent part in the adventure.
1: Yes, they did indeed. And it was amid that colorful atmosphere that my story begins. It was in the autumn of 1890 that my old friend Sherlock Holmes had persuaded me to leave the comforts of my domestic fireside for a few days, and to accompany him to the tiny village of Bragston on the marsh in the heart of the Norfolk Fen district. What took Sherlock Holmes up there, Doctor? I'm afraid that at the time we left London, Mr. Bartell, he concealed his true purpose from me, saying only that he wanted friendly companionship and a strong right arm. Not until later did I learn that he was then on the track of one of the last clues that led to the confining of the Moriarty gang. But uh, to get on with my story, we arrived at Bragston on the marsh and settled ourselves in the village inn. And after an early dinner, we strolled across the fields to the gypsy fair that was encamped nearby. It was a colorful sight, Mr. Bartell. Naphtha flares lighted a group of tents and caravans dotted round the edge of the marsh. And as gold-earing gypsy girls told fortunes and danced, swarthy gypsy men played on their violins the haunting melodies of their ancestors. We watched the side shows for a few moments and then strolled towards the center of the gypsy encampment. It seems only like yesterday, Mr. Bartell, as Holmes turned to me and said... Far cry from Baker Street, isn't it, Watson? Yes, indeed. Just the same, Holmes, I'm convinced that you're not here purely for a holiday. You're on the trail of some criminal. No, old chap, I'm on the trail of a clue.
2: A clue, if I find it, may lead to uh, the confounding of the Moriarty gang.
1: Holmes, can't you be a little more explicit? After all, I left my wife and my practice without asking any questions. Surely now we're up here, you can let me know what's afoot. Very well, old fellow.
2: I'm searching for a young gypsy by the name of Pyramus
1: Hearn. He disappeared
2: recently from London and it's vital that I find him. I know that he can give me some essential information on our old enemy, Professor Moriarty.
1: And you're expecting to find the gypsy here? I hope to get news of him, at least.
2: His father, Jasper Hearn, is um, head of this particular encampment.
1: Why don't you ask if you can see him? Just
2: what I'm about to do, my dear fellow.
1: Here comes it just now. I'll ask him. All right. Oh, excuse me. You
2: speak to me, Gorgio? Uh, Can you tell me where I may find Mr. Jasper Hearn? What do you want with
0: Jasper Hearn? I have a message for his son, Pyramus.
2: That is different.
0: Jasper Hearn stands in the booth yonder. He is the Timbalangro.
2: Timbalangro? What's well, uh, He is the gentleman engaged um, in an interesting exhibition of skill involving three thimbles and a pea. Uh, what our American cousins refer to, I understand, as uh, the old shell game.
0: Let's stroll over there, shall we? If on? you would wish to talk to Jasper, it would be better to wait until he is finished. A Timbalangro needs all his wits about.
1: Roger, look at that stunning girl in the tent over there. Who, who, who's she?
0: Her there is penning the rice Tuckerin. That is Lydia. Lydia Pentalangro. Excuse me, I shall tell Jasper to expect you late.
1: I can't understand a word they say, Holmes. (laughs) Penning
0: the what?
2: (laughs) At last, my dear fellow, you can appreciate how I have felt at times, but at least their words are clear, even even if the sense is not, uh, to someone who is unfamiliar with the Romany language.
1: I don't know why you keep hinting that I'm hard to understand. No one else ever complains of it. (laughs) In any case, what does penning the fumigabh mean?
2: Uh, Well, if I remember rightly, Penning duckerin is telling fortunes. And from the sound of things, Lydia Pentelangro is uh, not greatly pleased with the duckerin she penned.
0: No more. Lydia can tell no more fortune.
2: Come on, Watson. Let's see what the trouble is. What
0: do you mean? You must finish it. But, Olive, my dear, if the young lady doesn't want to tell my fortune... Rubbish. You crossed her palm with silver. She's taking money under false pretences. Here. I give you your silver back. Lydia has never taken money under false pretenses. Nor has she told the future when she does not wish to. Goodbye to you. The insolence of these gypsies is intolerable. If I had my way, they'd be run out of the county.
2: Now, now, my dear, don't get so excited. The poor girl's probably... Good evening. evening. Major Treadgould, isn't it, huh? I don't think I have the pleasure of your... Oh, dear me. It's Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Yes, sir. Well, bless my soul. Haven't seen you since that last meeting of the Geographical Society. Oh, I'd like you to meet my wife. How do you do, Mrs. Treadgold? How do you do? And This is my friend, Dr. Watson. Uh, How do do you do?
1: And what brings you up to this part of England, uh, Holmes?
2: Are you hot on the trail of...